Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. And welcome to the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is my right-hand man with no plan, Jared the Dark Jedi. Okay, well, first of all, I have lots of plans, so who are those guys? <laughs> They're laced with SJW agenda, though. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a genderless society. And from the Hall of Heroes podcast, Matt Sterling. Hey, what's up? And from Broaxium, Daniel Miller. Hey, man, what's going on? Hell yeah. So today is November 28th, 2018, and we are holding, 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 what the fuck, 133 days from Star Wars Celebration Chicago, 386 days from Star Wars Episode 9, Revenge of the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> I have a Your Revenge of the Jedi. Pause me. I have that too. So also, uh, yeah, let's talk about Jared's week, and then we'll introduce Dan. All right. So uh, some of you guys have heard me bring up before. I work at my local mall at Journeys. We sell so, shoes. Uh, I had yeah, come get shoes. Um, <laughs> all my Snapchat streaks get. Oh, don't worry, um, I'll Snapchat you. So I had you. to survive. I had to survive a uh, Black Friday, so that was fun. Um, and I just got my wisdom teeth pulled out. So if I sound funny on the show, uh, that's why, cause I can't feel half of my fucking face. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you, Matt? Uh, what the shit I don't is know. that, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're shitting out a fucking nail. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. Continue, Matt. Uh, I don't know. Just been kind of studying up, working at a shitty little place called Taco John's. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yes, it very much was. And we also have Soft Shell Saturday. Ooh. See, that, that's good. Innovations that excite. Innovations that excite. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dan? Well, I'm an electrician, so I work outside in the cold sometimes. It's been pretty cold if you live in Pennsylvania, which you guys do, uh, except for Matthew. Um, and other than that, I've just been playing a lot of Fallout 76 and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. You and everyone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, talk about Bro Axiom. Get that little plug in there before we start the show. Awesome. So uh, me and my buddy, Chris Ryans, uh, he works at a comic book shop, pretty much runs the place called Atomic City Comics. Um, I, I don't know exactly how long he's been there, but it's been forever. And the owners have allowed us to record our show, Bro Axiom, which is a comic book review uh, show. We right now are just doing these weekly 
quick shots. I don't know. It, we we basically just get a chance to peek at the comics and we give you a spoiler free review every Wednesday, pretty much at noon. Um, you know, to give you a little heads up on what's coming down and uh, you know what you're going to expect when you open the pages. So, I mean, it's it's something we both love doing. I love the comic books. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole Star Wars, uh, you know, everything that's available now and how it's all weaved together by the story group. It's just, it's awesome, dude. You can, you can read the comics and it, it, it's, they, they attach the stories so well and, and the movies and to the cartoons and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Sorry, cartoon. I mean, animation. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's Broaxium, and uh, we we just started off, and uh, we right now we're just all over Facebook, and we post up on YouTube. We're trying to get the YouTube going, so check us out on YouTube, and if you search Broaxium, you will be able to find us everywhere. That's it. Excellent. So but thank you. Oh, yay. Yes. TJ sending Snapchats to the Dubak Snap group. This should be fun. Oh, it's a it's something that you will like. So uh do a little bit of advertising before we go. Uh where the fuck is it? Okay, so there's a little uh little collectible shop and art shop in Zelenopal, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> In Zillionopal, Pennsylvania, <laughs> called Curio Cool. And, uh. General, get over here. <laughs> I wish we could. I need to add Dan on fucking Snapchat. Uh. Oh, for those of you who don't know, he just sent me a little video of, like, a little Lego General Grievous he has sitting, up, like, on his desk. He's so cute. He's adorable. So, you can add me on the Snapchat. Stay on Target 42. That's everything for my social. Stay on Target 42. I'm here for Should've it. Should have been okay. Stay on Target 420. Blaze it. Uh, <laughs> edgy. Okay, so Curio Cool is a collect is a gift shop in an art space located uh, located in Zillionopal, Pennsylvania, on 111 East Newcastle Street. Uh, it's a local handmade items, fine art collectibles, art classes, and awesome. Are you curious? Yes. Also, we like to uh, do a little bit of advertising for the Kessel Toy Run. Uh, boys over at MakingStarWars.net and Brandon still can't pronounce his last name because I'm an idiot are still doing the Kessel Toy Run until December 20th. Is that correct, Jared? Yes. Okay. And you can uh, find them on Amazon to search the uh, Kessel Toy Run in the search bar and donate that way. Uh, be simple. All, everything that you donate will go to kids in need that are in hospitals all throughout the California area. So it's time to buckle up, baby, and move on to Star Wars news. So let's talk about some of this TFA shit. Okay. Uh, I've been. Are we talking about the Luke Skywalker thing? You fucking know we're talking so about the Luke Skywalker out. thing. I have been so excited to talk about this since this news broke. <laughs> I have been so amped up for this conversation, bro. You have no idea. So Star Wars Newsnet reports. Check out these five previously unreleased behind-the-scenes photos from The Force Awakens. As Star Wars The Force Awakens approaches its third anniversary of photo, who has made it way around the internet, confirming an old rumor that Luke Skywalker... <laughs> Are you okay? I'm sorry. This photo, you just, this really surprised me. <laughs> I completely forgot about this until now. And uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Good. That was so rude of me. It's uh, completely fine. This photo is otherwise. Are you laughing at the guy there as young Luke or are you laughing at I'm laughing at the John young Boyega wearing like 
looking like he's like going to play basketball from the waist down, but FM two one eight seven from the waist up. No, I have not seen that pick yet. Keep scrolling, bro. <laughs> oh my god, he's he looks legit like he's wearing Nike shorts in a galaxy Kevin far, far away. It's the tits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess they just had to do that for movement, but you know, it's just it's funny to see all of this. He can't wear his fucking leather pants whenever he's doing lightsaber moves. Is that a fucking pair of J's? Uh That's what I'm saying. He's wearing shorts. He's wearing Nike shorts. He looks like he's just getting ready to dunk on Phasma. Well, he had to perform some awesome movements in that movie. I guess they can do that. I didn't even know they could actually um you know, he just wearing shorts and through that scene. That's kind of cool, though. Oh, uh, you know, like uh, base, Cushing, Cushing wore those slippers. It's like Cushing wearing those uh, those slippers because he hated wearing those shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The p- pants Finn probably had to wear were uncomfortable. Maybe they were itchy. So what Dan was <laughs> laughing about is this really is this weird fucking photo. But uh, <laughs> right, it's, it's about Luke Skywalker was to appear. Did somebody just leave the chat? Matt just left. There he goes. Anyway, ignore, ignore <laughs> that noise. Uh, confirming an old rumor that Luke Skywalker was to appear in Ray's Force Vision through his encounter with Vader on Bespin. Shared earlier today by Adam Frazier, this photo of actor Robert Bolter. Is that right? Yeah. Reminded I mean, of, is it? Oh. Bolter. I mean, no, no hate on the actor, but... You know, with all of the with all of the division right now and the hate and 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 stuff like that going on, like if this fucking guy, he would have gotten roasted so hard if this shit <laughs> dropped into the movie. You have no idea. The fandom would have put this guy on a spit and would have roasted him over a friggin' fire. <laughs> well, here's my thing, and this is why I disagree with you. About That's that. not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even Mark Hamill. Um, could you imagine not and having Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker? They found out. <laughs> I you know they would have been all. You would have seen that picture of the of freaking um, Winter Soldier uh, matched up with Mark Hamill all over the fucking internet. Yep. You would see that shit posted oh. everywhere. Like, why didn't they use him? What's his name? Sebastian Stan. Yeah, why didn't they use Sebastian? Ah, it would have been like that everywhere if this guy's face would have popped up in the movie. I'm telling you. Oh. Here, here's my thing and here's why I don't think it would have been that big of a deal this guy would have only have been shot from the back and if yeah, you had fans would have shot him from the back <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um, but he only would have been shot from the back and in the, the scene where Ray is in the hallway in Cloud City during her force vision she does see Luke and Vader in the novelization of The Force Awakens. And from the way it's described, she only gets a really brief glimpse of Luke. So between how fast the shot would have been and the fact that we probably only would have seen his face, if not, or seen his back and maybe his face for like half a second. Why wouldn't they have just used the footage from the movie, though? Right. I think, no, I think they wanted to have it, have him like Luke moving in the scene because like it would have looked weird and superimposed they like, probably could have like also that nine, but that 1980s film grain that it's would have been fucking on this, ilm they can do anything 
Yeah, they could have like, photoimposed I... Luke's face, uh, the Hamill's face, right on there and Look just kind of blended him in. See, I wish, I really wish this would have ended up in the movie. I it made her Force Vision scene in the novel so much more fascinating. Okay. I really wish he was in the movie. I guess a split and, second shot of him moving, you know, like with that with that moment. But I like I like just like just enough, DJ like, just said, why not use the movie? Because I th- I don't think the movie would have looked right. I think the film grain would have looked weird. Yeah, because nobody likes it, Empire Strikes Back. I know, Whoa. but in that scene, it would have been Whoa. jarring. That that was sarcasm. Okay, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Triggered. <laughs> I felt your I, thin, it, I felt your fist clench. Like I honestly did. Like the Archer <laughs> meme. Um, but I just I I really wish this would have stayed in the film. I I like this guy's look. I think it would have again for like a split second if he just turns enough for you to see all the fucked up eye and the wet hair. I I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. So plus, what you're you know, saying it is actually, it's not a big deal because it was from the back. Pretty much. Rumor has it. You like it that way also. So, uh, <laughs> where did that come from? What the know. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's been, I haven't but, done a single slam in this podcast yet, and we're fucking 13 minutes in. Come on. Where did those rumors come from? And they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm. I can confirm that there are no tapes that exist of me. Okay. Anyway. So there's the second photo is uh, Mark Hamill. You know, actually Mark Hamill uh, dressed up full fucking Master Skywalker shit. Full garb. The second photo again is fucking John Boyega. In full space cow titty milk outfit. <laughs> Gotta get that green milk. The second photo is John Boyega in a, uh, wearing some J's, some Nike socks, and some shorts. Clearly a Nike endorsement on the fucking set of The Force Awakens. Uh, yeah, like I said, Finn, Finn's just like eyeing up fast. I'm like, let's go, man. Let's go. He's just like getting ready to get your head in the game. It's and gonna the be next like- image is of Lord Zanteca, played by Max San- Sadow. Max von Sido. Max von yeah. Sido. Okay. I'm not good with names. That's why you guys are here. Uh, <laughs> and then the other picture is, and it's like a behind the scenes photo. Man bear pig. Yeah, it's it man bear like. pig. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, it's Quiggled from one of the Maz's castle aliens. I don't know what the fuck that one is. So they talk, They go on to talk about their their opinions of what like Jared and I already talked about. So we're not going to go into theirs because our opinions matter. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, crap! Shots fired. Well, they're not here to or- argue with us. Pew pew. Uh, hey, it's not Mike Zero. Isolate so. the big dogs. Why don't you, TJ? That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That, my that was a, that was a joke, and that fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm retiring from the podcast. See you, buddy. Go ahead and read all my articles from the website. Buddy, after the fucking podcast we did last week, do you honestly think you'd be able to do two weeks in a row like that? The, what what happened last week? You were on a fucking roll. <laughs> was I? Dude, Chad literally told you that you were on fire. Oh yeah. Oh, with, yeah, with the election jokes and shit? Oh, it was too much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in that room this time around, but I'm kind of afraid to say the I, A name. Every time I listen to my fucking SJW song, I fucking die. Every fucking time, because it's just like, and this is our song. And just <laughs> I showed some... Wait, oh my wait, god. Wait, I'm, I'm in the other room. Let's see if I can wake up our friend. What? <laughs> 
Hey, Alexa. Alexa. She's dead. Alexa. (laughs) No, she's sleeping. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, these behind-the-scenes photos are cool. But anything you want to say so about Go Dan? back and listen to the last Dan episode. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, I got Alexa to play Despacito because I'm a meme lord. <laughs> Cringe. Dan and Matt, anything you guys want to say? Dan, you want to go first? Well, about these these, these pictures? Yeah, these wonderful pictures. I thought my laughter um, expressed <laughs> enough <laughs> when I thought of the Luke pic. Um, you know, the Luke in the uh, the robe. It's it's cool behind the scenes. Um I like the Max von Sydow pick. I don't really see much different about it. Uh, and I don't know what that alien is, you know, just like you were saying. So, I mean, like, really, the only thing that really just stuck out to me was <laughs> this guy. <laughs> like, and it's, I mean, if they did it right, um, as as uh, you were saying, uh, I, I mean, I believe they could have gotten away with it. You know, maybe they were trying to hit a different angle from the force back. Maybe they were seeing it from a different, you know, uh, from the way the movie was shot. Maybe we got to see it from Leia's point of view or something. Yeah. Um, as if she I, were seeing it through Leia's eyes as she, as Leia was being dragged across the hallway. Um, well, as no. she was saying it's a trap or whatever. Is that what you're talking about? That scene? No, Is that what it was supposed it was to be? It was the scene whenever um, after Vader knocks Luke out of the window and he okay. comes walking back out from the catwalk. Yeah. The hallway she's in, Ray, that Ray's in. Is whenever Vader just jumps out like and just like blitzes Luke. Oh. So I think Ray, her vantage point, the way she looks down the hall with her eyes all big, I think she's seeing it because like in Empire, and this is again what I was trying to say was this is why they couldn't use the footage from the movie. Mm-hmm. In Empire, Luke's back is facing the camera and Vader is facing the like invader's I still, face. I, still I think, think she would have been seeing Vader's back. And that's why he had to have the makeup on. I still think they're playing with fire. I think they're just playing with fire. Like, you know, this is the first movie that they were putting out, you know, that that was going to restart the franchise. And it's like, you know what I mean? What's that? Maybe that's why it was cut because of someone's thinking the same way year. Like they're sitting around a table and they're like, what don't we need in this flashback? And they're like, well, for one, we cannot have the not Mark Hamill actor in it. (laughs) <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, I think people would. I don't think it would have been that big of a deal, though. I think the reason they put it, they cut it, was probably just like a Jared. Did you really just say it wouldn't be that big of a deal? Have you seen the shit we have to deal with on social media? Yeah. Oh my exactly. god. <laughs> I don't think this Luke. would have been that big of a we deal. We had an Asian fucking actor. She got bullied into submission by the alt right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't think they would have lost no their minds over like a little not. tiny. I don't think they would have had like a little tiny flashback where you barely would have been able to see them. I think people would just would have sooner assumed it was CGI or something. I, I think I, have I no think words they should have kept it. I think they should have <laughs> kept it, and I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. Okay. I truly oh, yeah. don't. Especially since you don't see Luke until the end of the movie, and they were already pissed that you only got to see one second of him. Like, well, they would have gotten like, an extra three seconds off. Some no namer gets a, <laughs> like a whole force back vision. They can't even use the old footage. And and we only get one second of Luke Skywalker. They would have, I'm telling you, J.J. Abrams, oh boy, he's lucky. And he still got crap for the movie. Oh, it's just a remake. Oh, I get so pissed. I don't know. I also. 
I also think the reason they, I think the real reason they cut it is because it was more of like a less is more type idea. Because like the hallway is so recognizable as being Bespin, mixed with the fact that you can hear Vader's breathing. And I think they were like, okay, the audience gets the point. Maybe we don't have to show Luke and Vader to get the point across. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, wish they would have done it though. I that really wish. back was great though. You got to, I mean, and. I think the whole point of this movie too was to move forward with a lot of the stuff, you know, and that force back was a big move. It was a, you know, it was the first uh, flashback in a Star Wars movie. So, yeah. and I mean, they still don't consider it a flashback. Yeah, I mean, I don't consider it like a flashback, flashback. Like, I consider it as just kind of like raise, pardon the pun, you know, roll credits. I think that was like the force finally waking up in Ray. And I think, like, I think it was her kind of them hinting that she has really, a really profound telepathic threshold. Dude, she's just a Mary like, Sue. I mean, I, everything you're saying is just not making sense to me because she's just a Mary Sue. Jared, Jared, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Jared. What? Are you, are you legitimately saying right now that in Star Wars, The Force Awakens, The Force Awakened? Congratulations. <laughs> Describe the entire plot. Thank you I for telling us to. something that came out years ago. I'm, I'm very proud of you, Jared. So intuitive. You know what? Y'all are fucking <laughs> douchebags, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that was the scene where they were like, oh, yeah, and she's like ruled as latent power, and you know. Hey, hey Jared. Offhandedly, you Can we move on to the next thing, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, fuck I'm, so, I'm so sorry that I have to be your wrangler, but sometimes you just go off on these fucking tangents. I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about JJ and Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah, let's fucking talk about JJ and Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Hold on. Fucking loading. Oh, you hear that? Another liberal, liberal was born. It's an awkward silence. <laughs> hey, us liberals are anything but silent. Uh, oh, we know. Yes, we very much do know. All right. So, JJ uh, Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy were discussing uh, Star Wars Episode Nine filming in Jordan. This is coming from Star wait, Wars. Wait, wait, wait. That- Episode Nine. That's the one that come after Eight, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I was just making sure since you have to explain everything to us. Okay, continue. You know what? Fuck <laughs> off, TJ. <laughs> okay, I'll let, I'll let you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Star Wars Episode Nine director J.J. Abrams and Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy recently shared a few details about the filming process of the saga's highly anticipated ninth chapter and that comes before the eighth one, which came before the seventh one. As it relates to the recently completed leg of filming in Wadi Rum, Jordan. Jordan-based local news outlets Roya News recently managed to score an exclusive in the form of a couple brief comments from both Abrams and Kennedy about the filming process on Episode 9. Abrams immediately issued a statement of how grateful he was to film in this location. Abrams said, Wadi Rum is breathtakingly beautiful and the perfect location for our film. I feel extremely fortunate to have been able to shoot in Jordan between the warm welcome from the government and the dedication and hard work of the local film professionals. We couldn't have had a better experience. We're enormously grateful. I hope we hear it. We got that like little sound of water in the show. Did anybody else hear like little bloop bloop? 
Or is it just me? I think that's just you, cutie pie. Continue. Oh, I'm having a fucking stroke on the air. That's <laughs> you do that um, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> not the first actually, time. Actually, Jared has very good ears. I was drinking a bottle of water. <laughs> Boom! Boom! I'm not stroking the fuck out. Kennedy, who is also producing the film, added something of interest to the conversation. Apparently, the set for Star Wars Episode Nine was so secretive that it required Jordan's army to safeguard it. Ah, fuck yeah. I also want to thank the Royal Film Commission of Jordan and the Army, whose tremendous support has been invaluable and helped make this shoot possible. Ryan News explained that the Army's help was requested and given for figuring out some of the logistics for the shoot. Filming lasted for three weeks. Lakely indicated that a major set piece was filmed in the location. Force Lakens was filmed in Abu Dhabi in the UAE for a similar length of the film's shoot. So they're finishing up in Jordan and the armed forces are protecting our heroes. Pretty straightforward. Excellent. Uh, I mean, this kind of, this kind of confirms that like they, they are shooting in Jordan and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we knew that they were, but it's, you know, they're moving quickly and, yeah. Not really much to say about this, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward story. They just confirmed All everything. Right. <laughs> I like it when we you actually get confirmation. Now, Jared, go on your SJW shit. Go. Boy! Okay, <laughs> so... Um, Son of a bitch. Fucking Chuck Wendig's Shadow of Vader comic, he was fired from the story. Um, and now Disney and Marvel have officially scrapped the comic. How do you and, feel about this, Dan? You know, <laughs> I actually don't really care because Soul and uh, Gillen were, are just fucking killing it right now. Like, I mean, they are, they, they have embodied Vader so perfectly so far. Like, Wendig did a annual that um, apparently he fucked up the end, the, the end of it with um, with Liara knowing about the Death Star before she did in the movie. So he screwed up canon, but that's not his fault. I'm gonna have to say that right now. That's not his fault because the editors should have caught that that mis- mistake in the canon right there. The or the story group, whoever is in charge of making sure that you know his story or whatever. But apparently he, it, it was just a little bit of a mistake. But I mean, it's still like you know some of these fucking these people out there don't take lightly to you know with them tearing down the eu and then creating all of this new stuff and saying that the reason we're doing is to keep everything nicely you know tightly wound and everything we've woven together and uh you know and then it's you're the star wars screw not some the fox x-men movies or something like that. right yeah so it's like or know, i don't Harry know but Potter movies did you did you guys see fantastic beasts the new one no. with like the Oh my god, there was a massive continuity error in the movie that just like completely fucks everything up. But it's a good yeah. thing this is a Star Wars podcast, right? <laughs> I you know was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Expelli Armis and shut the fuck up is okay. My, Continue, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, you know, I really don't care. Like he, you know, you gotta be careful. You're working for, essentially for Disney when you're doing Star Wars stuff. They have all their light, they own Marvel, Disney does. So it's like you know, I don't know if they own Marvel Comics, but they own <laughs> they do, Marvel. Yeah. And so, like, you got this guy 
going off on Twitter and I've seen I was following him and the the whether you are a left or a right or in the between the shit that he was saying wasn't cool. It wasn't right. And I think that's right. why DC has like a no like a like a no, poli- no tolerance policy for that for their writers also. I mean, he was le- legitimately almost like he deleted the tweets, but there were some that were suggesting violence, like being being more than just a peaceful protester and stuff and it was like it's like that's not cool man you are a public figure and regardless of what side you're on it doesn't and, and, and this is star wars this get that shit out of out of my star 40 wars years I, of pop I, culture right <laughs> you know it's like it's it's just i i don't want to see the people that i love so much like trap like you've got people on both sides that are going to read your stuff because they love star Wars. And then you're trashing some of those people and it's not right. You know, it's not right. I, I, I I don't appreciate your, you know, public figures like that being so, I guess, one-sided, you know, you're trashing a whole bunch of people that love your stuff and, you know, and the stuff you write for. And, uh, it's just, in my opinion, you know, you can be political, but you can't be so, I guess uh, damning to to the other side, you know, and 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 being so aggressive, you know, it's just you know where what he does and how you know and what his line of work is. It's just uh, he should have just kept his mouth shut, in my opinion. Anything so else? I I actually had a little joke for him too, and it's like you know you know if you're gonna run your mouth, maybe you should just now that you're you, you're out of the job, just go run for office. <laughs> it's true you know where that's gonna get him absolutely nowhere uh <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> your mom goes to college uh <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it but like really it's just like you know it's not being it's not being left it's not being right it's just he was not being right you know it's not it's just not the right thing to do when you're that kind of person that writes for such a huge you know, that has such a huge He even admits that he sides. fucked up. And his tweet, he said, today I got the call him fired because of the negativity and the vulgarity that my tweets bring. Seriously, that's that's what Mark, the editor, said. It was too much politics, too much vulgarity, too much negativity. Okay, at least he can admit his faults. I mean, that's probably like the biggest thing is people admitting when they're wrong. And if you do that, I think it's forgivable. But still the fact that you can't maintain that position whenever you say the things that he did, so... And also, if you're a person who's upset with Marvel over their decision, you know, and you're thinking that boycotting is the way to go, I would, you know, advise you to not do that because there are so many other good writers out there putting out so much good stuff that don't deserve to lose your, I guess, your um, subscription or whatever, you know, like uh, it's, it's, you know, like like the other guys out there, they're putting out such good stuff and it's not fair. You know, you can have your gripes, but you know, the other writers don't deserve it. Yeah. So we won't see shadow of Vader. Okay. We lost something. We'll get it back. They'll hire someone else. We'll get something similar. I'm sure of it. It's, it's not a big deal. We're still getting star Wars content. It's not like it's going to fucking cause the whole world to collapse. So is that the end of the franchise? Yeah. Can the bleeding heart liberal chime in on this one? please? Absolutely. Um, Dan, uh, (laughs) Dan, I admire and respect your pacifism in this issue. However, Chuck Wendig did not come out of the gate swinging for no reason. 
there was go. some really vile shit being slung his way as here well. We but it's and... his responsibility as a public figure to maintain face. But I don't even think it was about the like his his battles back with other fans. It was more of his calling for like more than just peaceful protesting with you know during political like he like, said it, eat it a really, shit covered boot it happened with the whole kavanaugh situation and it was like all about you know Innocence. getting in people's uh-huh. faces there were some tweets i read them i can't pull them up right now but uh, i mean it was just no uh, i I, was, I saw them while i was flipping through yeah and no i agree and i, I agree that chuck wendig needs to take it back a couple notches for sure but by the same token there is all again i don't think that just because he's a public figure he should be expected to completely declaw himself when his back's up against the wall when you have all of these alt-right shitheads who are you know the same thing like we were talking about earlier with kelly marie tran and you know the whole rose tico thing wait do we call her or, kelly marie tran or we call her low on tran I can never remember the first name. Is it Loan? I, think I can never is. remember. Dan, you know anything about that? My brain no, is hardwired. No, I'm not. I'm actually. I'm. I'm unfamiliar with that. I think she came out in a, like a public statement after coming back to social media, and I think she came out like her real name is Loan, and like she, like the Kelly okay. Marie thing is just like to make her sound a more, stage you know, name. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, Loan Tran. Then I can never remember, so I just say Kelly. I just we've showed so much support for her over the last. I think we should probably. Just yeah, say, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm. I'm forgetful, but it's similar to the low on trans situation where it's like, you know, it's just this venomous hate about diversity in the comics in, in this case, not just the film, but in the comics. And, you know, this is coming on the heels of Comic Gate, you know, coming on the heels of writers like Gail Simone and um, different people who are catching shit all the time. And Mark Andrako threw his hat <sighs> to the ring. You know, so I don't blame Chuck Wendig for coming out swinging, especially because he's been catching shit for this sort of thing for forever. Because any writer who is handed an IP like Star Wars, like any Marvel or DC character, and they're like, hey, maybe the entire cast here shouldn't be a straight white cis person. Well, I mean. the fury that follows that, I don't. I can't blame Wendig for coming out swinging either. Yeah, he should dial it back, and he is his righteous indignation is valid. But that level of like, yeah, you're right. It, it it needs to be dialed back. But we can't expect him to just be like, oh, we respectfully disagree with you for being a bigot. Well, I mean, John Boyega gets back at the fans all the time. And uh, also, you know, uh, Kieran Gillen created a gay character, uh, Dr. Afra. So, I mean, yeah. it's like. And we um, all love Afra. Every single one of us loves Afra. I, dude, she's my she is my favorite. She's I'm always looking forward to every Afra comic. But I mean, I'm just saying that, like, why? Like, it, I think it had more to do with his like like he was getting attacked for a while after aftermath and stuff and he still had a job and still had a job and then the Brett Kavanaugh um kerfuffle happened and um he lost it on Twitter and then he lost his job so i mean 
the thing is, is he was always after he got canned though he was swinging against the fans and they they were still giving him work and even after aftermath he was still he got invader annual and everything like that and he was you know getting back at the fans plenty um before he lost his job and he lost his job after this the Brett Kavanaugh situation and and the the a lot of the tweets he was putting out after that um were just very aggressive and um and that's that's where i believe um they had to put their foot down and um you know even his book for Del Rey i think was put on hold and he still works for Del Rey but i think he had a book or something coming up i i'm not don't quote me on that but I think oh, there was a book that he also had that was uh, put on hold for the time being. Trying to see along with his his uh, shadows of Vader, but I mean we've talked about this plenty. But um, yeah, I was. I mean, say, it's just the, sorry, I keep interrupting you by that. It's just it's just a shame. Like he is a good writer. Um, not everybody liked the aftermath. I wasn't the biggest fan of them. I did like having some new characters. Thought Mister Bones was pretty cool. Uh, but like, you know, other than that, uh, take him or leave him. It wasn't like my, my greatest, my favorite book I'd have to say was Lost Stars, but you know, we can go on about books uh, another time. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about, uh, Carl Weathers? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody can say it. His name without thinking badass, right? Uh, right. Oh, incredible badass. <clears throat> so what according to makingstarwars.net, their sources further confirm that Carl Weathers is going to be in Star Wars. They don't have it officially confirmed right now, but personally, I want to see him dual building the equivalent of MP5, okay? Sporting some sort of badass mustache. So that's just my <laughs> personal opinion. <laughs> and that's what I would enjoy to see. Uh, hold on, Matt. Do you see me more as the respected dramatic actor or more of the beloved comic actor? Whoa, 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 whoa. You're still putting meat on that bone. Now you take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. I think I'd like my money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> whoa, whoa, that whoa. Arrested whoa. development? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got a stew going. <laughs> you see, I when I when Carl Weathers comes to mind, some people think Apollo. Um, you know, because I'm from Philly, well, right outside Philadelphia. But as I say, yeah, I go. You know, Apollo cut me down in the prime. <laughs> I instantly think Predator, man, and and no joke, you, Dylan, you, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> Yeah. And then they do that, they do that like miniature air the arm greatest, wrestle thing. The greatest handshake of all time. Like that is the most iconic handshake ever. It is a, <laughs> it's everywhere with a meme. Like it is great. And don't forget the huge ass cigars. Right? Those things fat were comically oh, fat. And you know they were illegally rolled. Oh, yeah. Here yeah, we go. Those were, those were not allowed in the States. You son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm about to have to go so back much and watch man that movie. meat hitting other man meat, <laughs> right? And, and then they focus on their bicep muscles. And it's it just testosterone like, against testosterone, just bang. <laughs> oh, this is a good episode, guys. Uh, <sighs> yeah, continue, Matt. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm liking your little commentary here. Okay, that's cool. I guess that's my first time. <laughs> Papa's so, uh, cherry. 
Say what? We're popping your cherry. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> TJ, you beat me to it. I was just going to be like, don't worry. We'll be careful with you. And then you beat me to it. <laughs> we'll be gentle. <laughs> we'll be gentle. So makingstarwars.net has no official confirmation about Carl Weathers other than a photo of him in costume. And if you don't know what The Mandalorian is, it's going to be the first Star Wars live-action streaming series. And it'll pre- it'll uh, premiere on Disney+. Plus. Like we've been and... saying for the last month. <laughs> this yeah. is so exciting, guys. I know, right? First live-action Star Wars in 2019. Okay. It's going to be so badass. Listen to this fucking cast. Pedro Pascal. Ah! John Leguizamo. Maybe. Okay, what the I fuck? forgot about Johnny Legs, dude. Everybody wants to be in Star Wars. Are you kidding me? Carl fucking Weathers. Yes. What the fuck He's gonna is knock life somebody right out, dude? He's gonna knock someone out. Oh, I sure hope so. Most definitely. Oh, I hope God. it's Ivan Drago. I mean, <laughs> fucking Dolph Lundgren comes back as a cameo. Right. Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Carl Weathers in an episode. He takes him out. What if it's the Dave Filoni episode? Oh, that would be classic. Oh, I guarantee he writes a backstory for the Dolph Lundgren character. And it's something like for a- the Carl Weathers one, and it's just fucking crazy. And then it's Pablo Hidalgo approved. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, or like Dolph Lundgren's character. It's a canon like Easter egg, former, everyone. Uh, former Imperial boxer or some shit. Oh, my God. Boxing is now canon. If he's if if Carl Weathers has some kind of pants like that looks similar to his Apollo shorts, I'm gonna I'm gonna die. Like whatever he's wearing like represents anything. That oh, he I hope wore he's shirtless. In, in, in Rocky, <laughs> right? He's just just shirtless. Oh man, this is gonna be great. Ah, oh, I'm so excited for this. But this is just all rumors, right, Matt? Yes. Okay. It has not been officially confirmed. But uh, Jason's Lucasfilm contact says it is. Right. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Jason from Making Star Wars, his contact says it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so another thing, there's uh, Jason from MakingStarWars.net, Jason Ward. Holla, holla! Okay, ex- uh, took some exclusive photos from the Mandalorian set. Apparently there's a skiff. Uh, we can see pictures of it. Uh, yeah. Do not share the details of the article openly on social media and spoil the Mandalorian for those. I don't care if you're listening to this show. Hold on. Okay, uh, <laughs> Trent Town is one of the stories that is spoilery, but at the same time, not seeing the toy at the store before the show or film is out on our podcast, we call these Target spoilers. They're basically stuff you're going to see Target because you've seen the film or the case Disney Plus streaming services. Star Wars loves trenches. I can tell you how many times it's given a story that lacks some detail and trenches become a topic of clarification. We have the trench on the Death Star. We have the resistance fighters in the trenches on Crate. We had a set on episode nine that required a trench to be dug up entirely different reason. We have a crew that just duck up trenches for cameras to get shot low to the ground. We also have a giant spider named Admiral Trench, because of course we do. Today's trench is apparently about transporting people on what we think might be a lava river. So, oh, Mustafar. Or, no, 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 no. We've been saying that it might be Solest for a long time now. So what if this is to transport on, like, the shit in Solest? I'd be down for that. Dan? Makes sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. So the Manda location in Southern California, we all know about this shit if you actually follow social media. Okay, so he took a pictures and it said, the skiff is the same gray as the speeder we saw before, the one that was from the Clone Wars, but we still may 
may need a paint applied to it. And we don't even know, like, they, this could just be like a placeholder for ILM to go in and put it, put stuff into it. You know what I mean? While the skiff is in the photos, it's probably unfinished. There's a chance it is the actual color of the ship once it matches the decor around the sets. Again, like the ILM comment I just made. It's to move, like, across water. See... The, the set around it looks to be like lava rock. It's like like a darker black and stuff. So I don't think it's going to be water. Yeah. I think it's going to be like the lava. And I think this is going to take place on Solist. That's my best theory. Uh, this is an estimated guess, I'd call it. Not even a theory because I'm not like zero. Uh, <laughs> I'm allowed to take shots at him. I'm allowed. Oh, my God. No, go nuts on Mike Zero. I just wouldn't dignify him and say theory. This story might be a first actual breaking news story in the recent moment. This is actually happening right now as the story comes out and it might actually develop like breaking news does, but no promises. However, if we learn anything else about the skiffs in the canal, we will update you. So, yeah, we'll just kind of follow along with this story as it progresses, but it definitely looks like a skiff that's going to be used for transport. I'm going to guess it's going to be used in a scene where like, uh, like maybe like a... Like they're talking back and forth or an escape thing, you know? It's it's hard to tell. It's going to be a space western fucking Mandalorian show. Anything could happen at this point. So, jiggy. Yes. Very jiggy. Uh, Matt, you want to talk about the suspender, Lorian? Oh, God. I was just reading through the article as you were speaking a little bit. Yeah. And man... <laughs> It brings up the Carl Weathers thing again, doesn't it? Yes, it, it yes, very it much does. does. I don't, and I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but <laughs> my God. <laughs> that, that could possibly be Carl Weathers, uh, Dan. Look at this shit. Yeah, that's what they're saying. The first companion is a dark-skinned male who totally pumps iron, according to <laughs> MakingStarWars.net. He wears a beige-slash-brownish shirt with work pants, boots, and suspenders, which is why they jokingly dubbed him the Suspendalorian. God. <laughs> is this in the uh, making Star Wars story for yes. the Mandalorian? Yes. Carl Weathers? Yes. Yes. It's in the uh, oh. the entourage, the Mandalorian's entourage. And, and they also continue to say that they cannot confirm if it is the Carl Weathers character or not. Is there a picture? Yeah. Uh, if, if Go to the Suspendalorian in the show notes. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the link that was clicked on here that you had on the show notes. And I'm just seeing the uh, Carl Weathers holding his dual MP5s. Oh, you're on the wrong one. Oh, uh, this is on the different one. This oh, is the, no. the Suspendalorian. Oh, crap. Yeah, because oh, he's wearing suspenders. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it does actually look like Carl Weathers. <laughs> I love the over. Oh, my God. The shirt's ripped. Joke. Like, the shirt's literally ripped. Uh, it is. It's seam. Yeah, it's ripped at its seam. By his oh, yeah. Seam. It's all torn up. He must have been flexing. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> oh, I hope he flexes that shirt right out, out of his seams, man. He just like holds a blaster and just like. The oh, way that we talk about Carl be... Weathers, you'd swear that this is sexual undertones, take like gay sexual undertones. If he undertones takes out an alien that looks similar to the Predator in in any of these shows, like I am going to crap like, my pants for revenge. Like what if they got to like... make they got to make some sort of reference, like him stumbling upon some dead body strung up from a tree. Okay. What if he like just like just, just as you sort. said if it looks like just a tap it in, give it a little tappy. What if he just like unceremoniously just guns down a fucking nautilus? Because I think that's the closest you can get to like the predator's dreads is like the head tentacles that nautilus has. So like, what if he just guns down a Kit Fisto looking motherfucker? Oh, oh my god, oh my god! And then he says, "I don't like the haircut on that one." 
Yeah. <laughs> there we go, bud. There's also there pictures is. of uh, stormtroopers, but they're blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, they put blue ponchos on to hide their costumes. See, there was a picture I saw that. Uh, they're like warming them up for the game, you know, like the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a picture that Jason took not too long ago that confirms Death Trooper's appearance in The Mandalorian also. Oh, oh shit, yeah. yeah. I love Death Troopers. Hopefully and we see he got to take a picture of them without series. the stuff on. Because when Pedro was walking around initially, he had a black poncho on him, so they couldn't see him. Has so, Pedro Pascal even been on the set yet? Well, yeah. Because I feel like they... No, though, they've been saying it's been a body double so far. Oh, that's right. Maybe he's just there for, like, the helmet off sequences, and then they have someone else doing, like, all the action sequences and stuff in the Mandalorian yeah. armor itself. Oh, my God. I hated that he died in Game of Thrones. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> you should have definitely given that spoiler alert. People are very sensitive about their spoilers for game of thrones Yo, right, well that look, has been a couple seasons fake. back yeah, yeah if you're yeah, if I mean, you haven't watched that it gave now. me nightmares the way his head got crushed in i thought i saw an actual murder on television guys i thought that <laughs> dude got actually killed <laughs> everybody on this podcast everybody on this podcast is probably going to hate me but i could not get into game of thrones i couldn't I don't either like okay not every it's not for everyone. It's fine. I mean, let's let, let's all be honest here. We watched Game of Thrones to see Amelia Clark get fucking rammed by uh, Jason Momoa. So that is not true. <laughs> I watched for the politics and the swords. Kind of maybe that part may be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Jared yeah. watched for the sword fights. <laughs> she, she, right. she was not enjoying it, but it's still Amelia Clark's tits. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jared just wanted to see the sword fights, if you get what I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking done. <laughs> you know what we haven't called you in a while, Jared? What? Lord Farquaad. I can't. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Are you even allowed to make that joke anymore? Lord oh, Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have the rights to that joke anymore. Oh, uh... I already told him anything that he said on fucking Dubak is mine. So, <laughs> anyway, so there's some oh. breaking news. We're well, not going to talk about him on the fucking podcast because he listens every week. So, <laughs> anyway, George Lucas hey, might be returning to Star Wars. This is just a rumor uh, to make a Kenobi movie. And this is like if Jesus returned <laughs> and said... Prequelist. It is. This is like the prequelist squared. So, Fanta Tracks, which I don't know if you guys partake in this. Mark, Mark Newbold. Mark Newbold. Boris. Jo- oh, yes. Boris Johnson is rightly proud of the British film industry. Indeed, the UK can lay claim to being home of many of the biggest blockbusters of the 70s and 80s. And the original Star Wars and Indiana Jones trilogies. And more recently, the return of the saga to Pinewood Avengers Infinity War and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I love that random snap, just real quick. <laughs> that said, Boris. I love that. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. Okay. How much did it cost? Everything. 
everything. That said Boris speaking <laughs> at the DUP. I can't even with the fucking Infinity War shit. That said Boris <laughs> speaking at the annual conference in Belfast earlier today made some bold claims regarding the status of the oft-rumored Kenobi. To quote this fucking guy, which was the biggest grossing movie last year, Star Wars! And where does George Lucas propose to make up a follow-up? Obi-Wan Kenobi! Northern Ireland. I, you know what? Can I just say something really quick? Absolutely. Will they stop doing this to me because I want to see a Kenobi movie so bad because... Ewan is perfect for it. A, a, a great, like maybe on Tatooine way. But if you keep freaking teasing me with this, I might have to find out who this person is. What is Boris Johnson? And punch him in the fucking neck for lying. <laughs> because that's so violent. No, man. Because it's no. The, what's violent is this bullshit. Don't make me say fake news, but I'll say it. it's fake. Stop it. Like, don't lie about this shit, man. Like, <laughs> I want a Kenobi movie so bad, but I keep hearing people talk about it. And you know what? Disney or Lucasfilm or get the fuck this out. This guy is the CNN of Star Wars news. I can't even fucking do it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like uh, he's, he's giving us head, but he's only kissing the tip. You know what I mean? Like, just if you're going to fucking do it, deliver. Uh <laughs> I don't think George Lucas would come back. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you okay, Jared? So much just happened right now. Oh, so much just happened right now. <laughs> oh my God. I think Jared I can't like, even. I can't, nor can I odd. I you, just, you can't tease me with a Kenobi movie. You guys like being teased like this? No. Don't you want to see a we Kenobi have, movie? We have Kenobi blue balls. Like... Thank you. I I have McGregor blue balls. I need to see McGregor on camera. Like I need to fucking see this guy crazy. back you on camera. You just see he Dan fucking wrapping something around his arm, and he puts on train Come on, we can get a young Luke and he just Skywalker. lays back in his fucking. <laughs> we can get a a young like in like a ten year old Luke, you know, in like some crazy. Hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no, you're right. Right. It would be it would be awesome. I mean, we don't even have to have Luke, but like we could still have a great Kenobi movie. Um, the backpack, uh, his oh, God, I just what is now. worse, uh, not getting a Kenobi movie or getting a Kenobi movie where he doesn't say hello there? Oh, I I can't even. Both <laughs> are equally disturbing. Don't I? I think. You I know what? When Darth Maul when Darth them. Maul jumps up and surprises Kenobi, he better like jump in fright and be like, "Well, hello there." <laughs> yeah. What if we see a live action fight between him and Maul? Like, uh, like that's what I'm saying. That would I don't be know. That might not jive. So. That might not jive with canon right now. The way that everything went through Rebels and yeah. stuff, um, and how it ended up in Rebels, they made that moment too special like 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 maul has been waiting for that moment and yeah. they have been flashing swords before it kind of takes away from that, that right. moment I why would they redo um, something they already perfected yeah that, it's been and like if you like what dan was saying if you like put that earlier in the timeline like maybe around solo ish like it seems like Maul thinks Kenobi died in the Purge, and then whenever he and Ezra combine those holocrons and rebels, it seems like that's when Maul figures out Obi Wan's still alive. 
So I don't think they can meet after the Clone War until he kills them in old wounds. I agree. I think that's the moment. I really do. I think I think you're right. I think he thought Kenobi was dead after Order 66. And uh, he only discovered it when Ezra did combine. Yeah, when they did that whole. Co- yeah, if we right. did can, get a Kenobi movie, I have the ending picked out. So the ending is him, like an older Ben, walking out to go find Luke. Like to save him from the sand people. Oh my God, that'd be legit. And then it cuts. Why? Rogue One did it. Why? Rogue One did it. Exactly. Rogue One did it. Just like if we ever got a fucking solo part two, it ends, it ends with him sitting at the table with Greedo. The screen cuts to black and you just hear Greedo say something. I don't like that. I think for Rogue One. Why wouldn't you work. like that? That is fucking amazing. I, I don't. I, I like the I, I don't like the idea of these stories all taking place so close to each other. I it. It cheapens the stories because, but in, my in reality, opinion, they would take place so close to each other. I want that ten-year have... gap between the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Oh my god! Perhaps that's true. That or is Liam Neeson too much of a meme at this point in his career? With I his, disagree. With those I Taken movies. So. I think well, no, here's Liam my was thing. dead. Liam would be dead. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So we would just see like, but how would we get a young Obi Wan? Well, I mean, we could do a young Obi Wan. He's not that if they old. Could, I hate to bring it up, old. but if they... he's in his forties. Yeah, but I mean, with uh, with with uh, the CGI makeup they got going on there, guys, right. they could totally I, guys, I, I did say ILM could do anything earlier. Guys, I, I hate to what? bring it up, but if Terminator Genesis can make a young Arnold Schwarzenegger, then we can get a young Obi Wan. You're right. He's forty-seven. He's almost fifty years old. Here's my thing. Uh, I'm not that old. Uh, my whole okay. So my thing with like all of these stories picking up right where the movie picks up, I think that you cheapen the story that comes after by saying, "Oh yeah, and Han just finished this adventure right before he started his whole thing with Luke." I, I don't I don't feel as invested because it feels kind of shoehorned in the whole thing. I think it does feel invested because if he does do some sort of epic adventure and then he decides to continue with Luke, then I feel like it's like, hey, you know, he still has his own badass beginnings before he met Luke. Yeah, but I don't I just I just feel like it's a little too pandering to do that. Rogue mm-hmm. One worked because that whole story was like a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And this the story was predicated on this like this is the first two paragraphs of the crawl of a new hope. Mm-hmm. I like solo because it's the beginning of Han's career. Love solo. God, I love solo. I and still haven't watched it. What, what the, the hell? <laughs> I needed to say a different curse word because yeah, I knew he was gonna say fuck, but really? <laughs> For real. Wow, man, you are Do missing out on favor, that's bro. a quality movie. Uh, so I've heard. My, my main word for that movie was fun. Anyway, we're getting off track. Sorry. No, you're right. Fun. That's a perfect word for solo. Um, next week, we'll have, whole thing next like week we'll have Chad's input on that movie, by the way. He finally watched yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Actually, no, no, we'll have it this week. Chad sent us an email. Oh, cool. Continue. Um, my whole thing with the Obi-Wan movie, 
I do want to see something Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I do want to see something that is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. However... Well, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Um, hello there. General Kenobi! Um, I think... I saw the security hologram of Anakin <laughs> killing youngling. You notice in the movie how he has to cover his face because he starts to chuckle? Yeah. <laughs> Because he just can't deliver the line without giggling. I'm looking at a green screen. There's nothing really here. <laughs> but I think because Maul, the showdown with Darth Maul has been ruled out. Maul, just Maul. And I've heard people, I think it was Mark Ellis from Collider, float the idea that the way Obi-Wan and Vader react to each other in A New Hope doesn't rule out that they've met since Revenge of the Sith. In that there's the whole you should not have come back. That like it doesn't necessarily necessarily limit their interactions to you should not have come back to the fight after Mustafar. And that there's room to kind of play around with what you should not have come back meant. And the whole, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. There's a lot of room to play with that. So maybe you could have Vader and Obi-Wan show down one time before a new hope and Vader thinks Kenobi dies. You could do something like that. What I would like to see them do is a TV show. Like, same thing, kind of like with the Marvel Netflix stuff, but on the streaming service. And we already know, obviously, we're getting a couple different streaming service shows. I would like to see Obi-Wan in a... I don't want to say Western, because we kind of have that, like, the Western gunslinger type thing going on with The Mandalorian. But a Western more in the vein of like Shane and uh, Logan. Or it's just kind of old Ben kind of kicking it in the desert, missing the glory days, missing simpler times. And I would really like to see them adapt one of my favorite Obi-Wan stories from Legends, where when he was on Tatooine and Asherad Het started rounding up that Tuscan tribe. You guys remember what I'm talking about? Is this um is this from the uh the John Jackson Miller book? Can't Maybe. remember. There's a Kenobi. John Jackson Miller did a Kenobi book. Uh, I actually have yet to read it, but I heard it was really good. This, and it yeah, was like is, a Western setting. Yeah, it was in Legends. Like it's it's not canon anymore. Yeah, it's wow. it was a Legends book. Yeah. But he. Do you guys know who Asherad Het is? No. <laughs> He was a Tuscan Raider Jedi. His father heard about was a, him. Okay, now I've I've heard about a Tuscan Raider Jedi. I didn't know his name. Yeah, his father was as well. Sherad Het, and then Sherad left the order, and uh, joined a Tuscan tribe on Tatooine, and then Sherad Het was murdered by Ora Singh, who in Legends was a, was Force sensitive, and was an ex Jedi, and then Asherad began training under Kiadi Mundi. And then after the purge, um, Asherad was one of the survivors and he kind of rounded up like a Tuscan clan that was just kind of like just kicking ass and taking names 
very dangerous group of people. They were getting close to Moss Eisley and getting close to where Luke was in the Lars homestead. And Obi-Wan took a stand against him and threw down with Asherad in the desert. It was a great fight, great scene, great story. You could definitely adapt into a TV show. And it's a deep cut legends story that I think you would appease a lot of old heads who want to see more legend stuff be recanonized. And you would also like, it's a new story and everyone is banking on seeing Obi-Wan fight Maul or Obi-Wan fight Vader or Obi-Wan do something that is not an old school story. That's just a very Logan, but Obi-Wan where he fights Asherad Het. I think that would be that was that is my dream for the show. I know that's not what we're gonna get, if at all, but that's what I'm hoping for. Don't call me fucking Sky Guy, TJ. <laughs> you should have replied. You should have called Sky me Guy. Snips, you asshole. That would have been the perfect fucking chance. Way to not capitalize yeah, on that. What, can if you, I call you Snips, I'm gonna have the image of you in the Ahsoka outfit burned into my brain. Is for that the rest not of the sexiest thing life. you've ever fucking? And done. I'm done. <laughs> you see, see, and I'm not talking like season three and on. I'm talking about like the season one, like discount Ala Sakura halter top. The way you just said that fucking killed me. Can you talk about Adam Driver, please? Yes. While I'm doing it, pull up the video and play the video in the show so people know what I'm talking about as to why this is the funniest thing that happened all year. Is your character going to change it all now that it's in charge of the Empire in the next film? I'm not touching that one. (laughs) (laughs) Play it again, play it again, play it again. Is your character going to change it all now that it's in charge of the empire in the next film. I'm not touching that one. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he looks back and he continues to shake his fucking head. (laughs) I gotta see this video. It's in the article. (laughs) Click on this link in the show notes. It's my favorite thing ever. I'm not touching that one. (laughs) It's like, what do you think I am, stupid? <laughs> Who do you think I am, Mark Ruffalo? Um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, so Adam Driver was at the Gotham Awards for an award for his role in Black Klansman. And um, as you guys heard, he got cornered by this uh, reporter who was asking if he would be – if Kylo Ren would be quote-unquote changing everything now that he was in charge of the Empire – to which he chuckled, shook his head, looked back at her and said, I'm not touching that one and marched off. Um, this is funny. Like, it, you know, he's he's playing it close to the chest and he's not trying to be like Mark Ruffalo or anybody or uh, Tom Holland and spoil everything like uh, the Marvel side of the House of Mouse tends to do. But um, yeah, that's about it. I just it's as funny as shit and I I'm glad TJ knew me well enough to know that I would want to talk about this cuz it is the funniest Star Wars thing to happen all year. Someone please play it again. I need to hear it again. Oh my god. One last time for the kids in the back. Is your character going to change it all now that it's in charge of the empire in the next film? I'm not touching that one. All right, thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs> all right, thanks. I'm not touching that one. 
But yeah, Adam Driver's not trying to get fired by Disney. Smart man, good man. He's Thank no Chuck Wendig. Uh, <laughs> too soon. Anything you guys want to say, Matt, Dan? No, it is kind of funny, and it is smart of him not to touch that one, right? Yeah. Because he could have put himself in a very hot seat with Disney. And no one wants to piss off the mouse. No. Dan the man? Yeah, I mean, it's just good to see that he keeps it sacred. Like, I mean, you know, don't spoil it for all of us who are, uh, you know, just... Oh, man, I just I can't wait for this movie to come out. I, just, I know I'm so uh, excited. Yeah, I, I I mean I really can't, but we all know that it's actually going to be um, Hawks's uh, game. He's going to turn it around. He's not going to be that dude being pushed around anymore. You'll see. Yes. So, uh, Fifth of Tracks is reporting a uh, Hollywood Reporter interview with Ben Mendelsohn. For those of you who don't know, it's Olson Krennic. Uh, you want to do your quote, Jared? <coughs> we stand here, it's my achievement, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> favorite line, whole, the second favorite line in the whole fucking movie is him that's losing his shit. The first favorite is obviously, be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that little fucking smirk he Dad gets Vader after he's done choking him. It's because uh, yeah. he's a he's a low key sadist. <laughs> low key, low key. Triggered, Marvel fans. Be careful not to choke no, just, on your aspirations. No. <laughs> oh my god, that was so good. So to quote, it says, uh, "Playing Orson Krennic in Rogue One and being able to say that I built the Death Star. Who else can say that? You can't top it." He says, "Rogue One has also." Rogue One! Okay, just had to fuck with Johnny Cross in there. Rogue One is also behind-the-scene <laughs> drama with veteran screenwriter and director Tony Gilroy. Coming on board for extensive reshoots with Gareth Edwards' directed film, Gilroy himself had said the production was in trouble. Terrible trouble. When we boarded. I asked Mendelssohn if he felt nervous or relieved when the addition of another creative late in the process. Uh... He quote in quotes. I wasn't either of those. It was just a case from my point of view. <laughs> Obi Wan says that <laughs> what they were going to be working. <laughs> so what I told you was true from a certain point of view. Gareth was writing, and then he would come and film some things. And Tony was shooting his material. Says Mendelssohn. To me, it's collaborative business, and this was just business <coughs> as usual. I'm so proud of that one. Ben Mendelssohn's in a movie called Quigley Down Under. Have you guys ever watched that? No, but I'm going to just on the back of the name. Uh, it's a Tom Selleck movie. Ooh. So there's definitely mustache. I, I like rub my fingers against mine. No one can see that because this is an audio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys know, like some of my favorite Star Wars characters are the Empire and their uh, their heads and Karenic to be included in that group. Uh, I mean, I love it. I fucking love his character. It's just. How great. about that cape? Oh, he fucking rocks that cape. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, he does. The cape is sexy. Just yeah. the way he fucking flings it around and shit and just his whole demeanor. When he was walking, when he was like stomping through the water. Oh, yes. Scene. It was just like flowing behind him. It's good. 
That's fucking sweet. He's. I'm looking at his fucking action figure right now. I love it. I have a fucking. <laughs> oh. I've got it in my fan, so the cape is blowing. <laughs> I say I have the Krennic pop, and I've been looking at him the whole story. <laughs> Channeling your Indo intermendo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So we got. It's beautiful. One more thing to talk about before we head on to. Uh, Wild Willie's issues and Chad's email. So let's go with this last little bit, Jared. I love how you've just deemed me the go to talk about Luke Skywalker guy. Um, <coughs> Star Wars The Last Jedi finally revealed this is from Esquire. Star Wars The Last Jedi finally revealed an older and wiser Luke Skywalker decades after we last saw him in Return of the Jedi. His return was teased throughout The Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams making fans wait for the second entry in the new trilogy to see the character's face. But when Rey traveled to Octu to find Luke Skywalker in his exile in The Last Jedi, she found a man much different from the hero we remember. Luke is a darker character. He's no longer that bright-eyed boy on Tatooine. After getting betrayed by one of his students... What? After betraying one of his students, Luke got himself off from The Force. He Ben Solo did nothing wrong. Wait, Fuck hold Luke on, Skywalker. Uh, Dan. Yes. Have you ever heard? And I, Jared's gonna get fired up over this. Uh, why Luke died in the Last Jedi from using the Force? Have you ever heard why? <laughs> Mark Hamill's version, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a drug. Yeah. And he overdosed. Yeah. I didn't like that. Oh, okay. I think it's the funniest thing like I've ever heard. Cause like I have this like, crazy vision where like Luke's like tapping his fucking veins and like tapping his <laughs> fucking arm. And he's like, oh yeah, feel the forest. <laughs> like, <he> just... <laughs> like that just sounds ridiculous to me. Like it, it, I mean, it's just it. I just look at it as he he was. I mean, it was foreshadowed in the movie um, when uh, Kylo Ren says, you're not doing this. The, you know, this, the, the, the strain of this would kill you or something. I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, the effort alone alone would kill you. And that was a foreshadow to that moment to, to, to even explain that Luke not only friggin' projected himself to one other person he projected himself to everybody and was able to like interact. He was holding the dice like he had he was able to do stuff like it was that was a lot of power he was using and he expended i think to in order to do it and we've heard about this in the in the eu books his life and your force life energy that you have that you can even use that um as like as as like like almost like reserves exactly and that's and that's my been my whole thing with the luke dying at the end of last jedi where it was like you know, it wasn't just because he was tired. Like he's he's old as shit now, has not touched the force in presumably an incredibly long time. And the first time he does it, he uses an ability that's incredibly strenuous. I don't think it would have killed him had it been had it not been for how long it's been though. I think in an alternate universe where Luke had always has never broken his connection with the force off, he would have survived doing that. And I think Kylo Ren saying that to Ray was just because she does not have an anchor in the force the way someone else would. And I think he says that because Ray is just still a little bit too green to pull something like that off. But yeah, I, I think 
that whole thing. You know, it's a force overdose. Fuck off. Um, but I like you, Dan. We get along. I like I like what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the team. Um, <laughs> since the film was released, The Last Jedi has become one of the most polarizing entries in the franchise to date, with fans taking specifically taking issues specifically with this grumpier, older Luke. Many argue that Luke would never have changed this much, that he would remain a hopeful, <laughs> passionate child well throughout adulthood. Luke, they argue, would exist in some creepy stage of arrested development, never maturing or growing out of young adulthood. Sound familiar? <laughs> These fans largely blame Ryan blah, 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 blah. These fans largely blame Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed Last Jedi, for fundamentally and incorrectly altering the beloved character. However, a what new early image say? from what? Go back to what you just said. That last two sentences. These fans largely blame these fans largely blame Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed Last Jedi, for fundamentally and incorrectly altering the beloved character. However. A new early image from Christian Alsman. What what did I say? I just thought you would interject there and just be like, no. (laughs) Oh, I mean, they they said that, like, the people are incorrect, so Esquire kind of did my job for me. Okay, okay. (laughs) A concept design supervisor at Lucasfilm shows this darker Luke Skywalker had been planned well before the first – well before The Force Awakens. Um. So yeah, that's basically it. Is that the game plan from the jump was to do Luke as an older, grizzled, um, heartbroken character, and that people change and change in character is fascinating. Yeah. Um. Every great, every character who has a long-running history. People will almost always agree that the story where you you see them change is their best. Everyone says the best Batman story is Dark Knight Returns. Everybody loves All Star Superman and Injustice because it's a different because you see that character change dramatically. One of the best runs of Spider Man in recent years was Superior Spider Man because we saw a massive change in that character and something shake them to their core. And that's what we got with The Last Jedi. And if you don't agree with me, we don't have time in this show, but I have 3,000 words to change your mind. See him next April at Steel City Comic Con. He'll give you a piece of his mind. Oh, man. I love dude. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Revenge of the Sith. You don't have to convince me, but I, I love it. It's a good movie. Mine's uh, right now is Attack of the Clones. What? <laughs> I'm serious. Are you dead fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, right, right now, currently, right now, Tag the Clones is my favorite. Why? It's okay. My favorite it is Revenge every of the now. It's like mine switch. My like my favorite movie always like kind of changes every now. But it's, I, as of right now, I just love putting that movie on. I don't know why. I mean, I just I love it. There's so many good scenes in that movie. You're right. I mean, the dialogue's not the best, but I think the the scenes that are there, they're fucking awesome. 
You don't yeah. want to sell cancer sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. Or was it death sticks? <laughs> death I think it was death sticks. I thought you were trying to call it cancer sticks as a weed joke. And he's, I'm like, he's been lately, <laughs> like, we don't know, but he's been like trying to get somebody to quit smoking. And he's been calling them cancer sticks for so long. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. still smoking those cancer sticks. <laughs> you just literally quoted me trying to get my dad to quit smoking. Yeah, see, look at that. I knew it. Fucking <laughs> right. I call them death sticks. I make fun of my parents, and they're like, "Hey, you like?" They'll be like in the other room, and they left. What about some death sticks? They'll be like, "You grab my smokes." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll get you. I'll get your death sticks." Or do you want to just go to your room and rethink your life? (laughs) I want to go home and rethink my life. Ooh, that was like a really pitched up Mark Hamill Joker. So, do you guys want to uh, move on to the Willie's issues thing? This is your show. Okay. I just wonder if you guys were done talking about it. That's all. Yeah, Sorry. I'm good. Okay. He was telling you guys to low key hurry the fuck up. Yeah, yeah right. It's just like that knocking, and I thought was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> no, it was very perfectly timed. No, you'll know because you'll get a passive aggressive Snapchat from TJ telling you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> the way I have three times this episode. <laughs> Okay. Well, I haven't gotten a single. Matt, because you're about as quiet as a fucking barn mouse. Okay. Uh, Wild Willie is man. one of our fans. Uh, I don't know if he wants us to say his real name on here, but he sent me this voice message to play on the show today. So, to me, like the biggest issue or problem with Star Wars today, with the most recent movies especially, is. <coughs> just this massive, massive divide and, like, you know, sort of, if I should say, war uh, in the fandom that I think, like, is nothing new, but, uh, like, uh, today it's just been more prevalent and, you know, more present than ever. Like... even though I think like the divide really started as early as uh, the Phantom Menace back in 1999, um, and when I say divide, I mean you know like it, it, there's always just been two sides to it in the sense that you know there's always been you know the huge amount of positive fans who love and support everything about Star Wars and always have from the beginning. Um, and then, of course, there's the fans who pretty much oh, just, like, seem to hate on everything after the original trilogy. Or, or at least, like, um, just everything that's recent or new about Star Wars. And I don't really understand, really, the mindset of those fans, you know? I, I, it's... You know, not everybody, you know, likes the same thing. And, you know, that's given with life in general, not just when it comes to movies and stuff. But, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, disliking a movie. But see, the problem with these so-called fans or just haters, haters as I call them, is that, like, they just 
take the freaking dislike of these movies way too far and way too seriously and personally to the point where, you know, it seems like it's all that matters to them. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah, he has a really good point. Um, I will quote two different people who cover Star Wars. Okay. Um, as Steel Saunders once said, and I think it was whenever he was interviewing the Phantom Edit gentleman um, for the second time, people need to love Star Wars like a kid and hate it like an adult. And to get heated when debating it is one thing, and to get super passionate and into it, but also remember that this is pretend. And I will also quote the YouTuber GreyJedi91. No one hates Star Wars the way Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. <laughs> yes, so true. Like, and he's right. There's going to be a pocket of people who are he both great jedi 91 and our lovely fan who sent in that message thank you very much sir i don't want to like tj said i don't want to use your name um for fear that you don't want that but it's it's ugly and there are people who are just going to hate on everything and then slowly warm up to it as time goes on and just fucking get over it but you know like the illustrious steel saunders said Love it like a kid, hate it like a like an adult. I agree. It's the uh, only Dan? way to do it. Hello, hello. Oh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're probably siding with us on this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I did not hear you say my name. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's actually the best way to put it. You know, I I I love it, man. You know, I I've I get every piece of content I can every new star wars story that's released i try to try to get my mind wrapped around it um you know i'm actually i beat myself up sometimes not getting on all of the books but you know it's just it's i just i love it and even the stuff i don't like i'm not gonna come down on people about it you know or you know for liking something i don't it's just you know you pick and choose what you like about it if you like one thing about star wars good if you you don't like it don't harp on me about it (laughs) Okay, uh, Matthew. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I really enjoyed the prequel, and I enjoyed like a little bit of the Clone Wars that I've seen. I haven't seen all of it, and I have not watched Rebels yet. But from what I've seen, I think it could be really cool. And I have to agree with that guy that sent the audio clip. I don't see why there is so much hate for people wanting to see newer characters than just Luke Skywalker or it's Princess Leia. My you know? my honest opinion is because it doesn't fit their head canon, so they get fucking pissed. Exactly, but you don't have to have a Luke Skywalker to have a Star Wars. And I don't think like that's even the whole purpose of the se- the, the prequel trilogy. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I really think that they are definitely trying to move the story forward. Um, but I mean, I definitely think they're going to give the Skywalker story. It's just, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be done right. And uh, I mean, remember, Ben is also part of the Skywalker lineage. And so we'll see what happens. Oh, that's for sure. 
Absolutely. Uh, so moving on to our last thing, Chad couldn't make it today, so he sent us an email. Like, what the he, fuck, Chad? Yeah, they had the kids things going on. Uh, we I actually know. almost had a crisis here. My fucking mic almost just fell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there watching it slowly fall. I need a new mic stand. Anyway, Chad says, "Greetings, my fellow Dubackers. It's your Dark Lord, Chad Vader here." I finally had a chance to watch Solo a few days ago, and I have to say I absolutely loved it. What the fuck is that noise? <laughs> Not worry about it. My brother's rummaging through his room. He knocked over his guitar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing, so I'm assuming they heard you, dipshit. He said, I finally had a chance to watch Solo a few days ago, and I have to say I absolutely loved it. Fuck the haters. This movie was an absolute love letter to the fans. It had a very original trilogy feeling to it, and it reminded me of why I love the franchise. That being said, I'm curious to know, with all the fan service being represented in the movie, what was your favorite Easter egg? Mine was, hold please, it was the Terracossi thing for me. Uh, Dan? I'm trying to think. Uh, let me skip me for this one. Jared? For, for the moment. Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, the Terrace Kaze thing is out there for me. Um, aside from the... Uh, Matt, is it okay if I spoil Solo? It'll be okay. Um... I mean, I feel like Maul's cameo is a little bit too big to consider an <laughs> Easter egg. But, like, that, obviously... I um, think maybe the Crimson Dawn to... reference might be better. Like, the Crimson Dawn and yeah. the and shit. How they wrap Clone Wars and Solo together, I think that might be... Yeah, I think so. I think that, the Terrace Kaze thing, and the one, like, line about Tobias Beckett killing Aura Singh. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a fucking They're great line. So it was a one people. Easter egg. You're like throwing out all these Easter eggs, and why do you get so many? No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm Did anybody else They're laugh really so hard in theaters when you saw that? The second time I saw the movie, I fucking lost it in theaters. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! It killed me. I did. I did. Uh, I didn't kill her. The fall killed her. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my favorite yeah. line. Oh, or no, I didn't kill her. The f- oh, what was it? I just pushed her. The fall helped. Yeah. Uh, also, what was your favorite character? Uh, I think everyone knows by now. It's Rio for me. Uh, Jared, childish Landino, baby. I fucking love no. Donald Glover. Okay. What about you, Dan? Han loved Alden. Loved yeah. it. Here, here. He says, personally, my favorite Easter egg was Kira with the Terracossi <laughs> to subdue her for during the heist on Kessel. It was a fun throwback to what probably is one of the worst and most hated Star Wars games. That fucking thing was horrible. He said, okay, so my favorite new character was hands down L337. She had the most personality ever given to a droid. She was entertaining. She stole every scene she was in. So what is your guys' picks? We already said. So until next time, that is your Dark Lord, Chad Vader, signing off. Okay, that was a that was a good one. Uh, I think he'll be very pleased really with good. that. Uh, but that's it for Dubak, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us on another fucking excellent episode. Thank you, Dan, for bringing some of that extra shot of Broaxium into this episode. I love it. 
Thanks uh, for having me on, man. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, definitely come back on. It was great having you. Would love it. Uh, Matthew, how do you feel? Uh, I was pretty nervous going in, but as time went on, it it's pretty cool. It's I just, could definitely get into this. It's just you and your friends talking, buddy. That's all it is. That's what, yep. that's what everybody's first time feels like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Aren't you happy, TJ? Finally made a decent sex joke. That was fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> you proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Thank you. So, uh, Jesus, thank you guys for joining us on the Do Back Discussion podcast, and uh, we're gonna end you with a Jared's pick for this week for the outro song. But that uh, that is TJ signing out. This is Jared, the Dark Jedi, signing off. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DarkJedi2552. And follow my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. Uh, Daniel? And yes, you can find me at StayOnTarget42 and also Dan Solo at BroAxium.com. And check us out, BroAxium, on Facebook. Matthew? What should I do? Sign off. You guys are all professional. Okay, this is Matthew. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to see this Hall of Heroes podcast. Very so, soon. stay tuned. Yes. Uh, and time to roll that fucking song. Three, two, one. Are you bumping right now, Jared? I'm fucking rising, bro. <laughs> this is the story of a. My mind flashes, I see the ashes of the masters who touch the masses. I ask if I'll ever be one. When I die, will heaven be done? What will my legend become? I will forever be young through old tales. A break dancing down at Odell's. Streets named after me is where my soul dwells. Desires of the church choir, Trinity united. I think a good memory's a Hennessy provided. Memories divided by perception. Will it be water for chocolate or resurrection? The path to perfection is rarely achieved. I head in a direction I dream and believe An underground dude that overachieved From the Windy City I was blowing they weeds Somewhere along the way I aired out them seas But to stand out some days you may freeze Degrees Anticipation arose as time froze. The black men in the morgue were John Doe's lynch for whistling the blind doze. I said a prayer with my eyes closed as I loaded the Roscoe's at the sink, yo. I've been a bullet on the brink, but being a young king, probably different than you think, though. The quills that I dip into the ink go to document it. You'll remember me when I'm extinct, yo. Sing the carol of the young pharaoh who slew Leviathan with one arrow. As I revolve through the gun barrel just to watch it unravel, I tell him half heart must travel. Keep my legacy alive even if I don't survive till a curtain call. First of all, realize what we're working towards. Fuck around, find what we're searching for. The earth, my name written in curse of all. Who lives? Who dies?
frozen in time and can't let it go Not cold, unforgettable The pedestal I'm on, I'ma end up on a federal reserve No, your money with a hip-hop quote I might change legislation with some shit that I wrote For boats that we came on To lights with our name on Through hard times, we spark minds to keep the flame on I write hard rhymes like I'm running out of time Truthfully, my stopwatch is one with the divine Centuries from now, they play my freestyle And say this is the brilliance of a black American child Endowed by the streets of the shop Proud, known to move in silence, but could be loud The noise of B-girls and boys Building to destroy the perception of urban aggression